to episode 17 of Divided We Stand. I am Joe McGuire, along with Duncan McPherson and Victoria Lang. Michael Gaudiosi sadly is down, possibly with the coronavirus. We're not sure. Potentially. Hopefully not. Um, Could be. That might have been Michael's last show. We're not sure, uh, but we wish him all the best. Uh, and he, well, here's some news to cheer people uh, like Michael up. <laughs> uh, nearly two-thirds of voters, according to a new CBS poll, believe Donald Trump will be re-elected this November. The survey found that Trump will face a tight race with any of the likely Democratic nominees, and he hasn't even nicknamed him yet, Duncan. <laughs> 31% of registered voters said the president will definitely win a second term. 34% said he probably will. A total of 65% expect him to be reelected. 35% disagreed. 23% said he probably will not win. 12% said he would definitely not win, uh, and that's the FBI. <laughs> About twelve percent of the population. Is that about right, Duncan? They're going to stop Trump from winning. Yeah, they are. That's Lisa that Vick insurance plan. <laughs> Republicans were overwhelmingly certain of Trump's victory. Nine in ten predicted his reelection. More than a third of Democrats agree that he will likely win. And we're going to get into the chaos uh, that is the Democratic uh, candidacy at this point. Bernie obviously yeah, is. Uh, is the front runner, mm -hmm. and we're seeing Russian interference again, uh, but for a different reason. And uh, we're also seeing, uh, Victoria, and I'll give you a chance to speak on this a little bit later on, the, the fractioning of the Democratic Party and, and this insistence that Bernie not be the candidate. Right. But before we get to that, uh, in a hypothetical head-to-head, -head, uh, Trump's chance of winning against the top six Democratic candidates, uh, kind of a coin toss. Uh, Trump narrowly trails Senator Sanders of Vermont, 44 to 47. Again, within the margin of error, all of these you'll find. Um, again, he hasn't, I mean, other than crazy Bernie, I'm sure we'll get some special come general election time, one would assume. Uh, Duncan, any front runners? Anything you're hearing on your end, maybe? I'd be curious. I, I think that... Um you know, obviously, Bernie has emerged as the front runner for now, but I think that's going to be problematic for the Democratic Party, likely resulting in uh, a split vote, because the moderate half of the party is just not going to vote socialist, uh, unless they're just that desperate to get rid of Trump. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But I wouldn't surprise me if um, Bloomberg nominates Hillary as his VP and brings her into the race that way to to garner support for himself and it also wouldn't surprise me if at the last minute he steps down and lets her uh, you know be the the actual nominee after they steal the the, uh, the, the, nom <laughs> the nomination from from Bernie again <laughs> wow I wish I knew where you were going with that. Yeah, right. It was stopped you. <laughs> I really had no idea that it was going to take that turn. I was like, "Oh, he threw me off." Either that's that's the H. A. Goodman theory. <laughs> well, good to know. See, mm. I, I assume there had to be some sort of thought out there, and now you learn something new, Victoria. <laughs> right, every uh, day. Former Vice President Joe Biden has a narrow edge over Trump, 45-47. Uh, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, 45-46. And he was tied with uh, Peter Buttigieg. They were tied at 44. Uh, he just beats uh, Amy Klobuchar, 45-44. And he beats Bloomberg, 45-42. So Bloomberg, actually, at this point, would be the worst option. 
to be the Democratic nominee. You think? And, uh, you know, look, the Me Too, I think with, with Weinstein uh, just getting convicted, Ooh. I think it's kind of a fresh thing. Michael Bloomberg's got some allegations. Not as many as the president, but he does have. Right, right. He might be in there. With his so, non-disclosure agreements yeah, and stuff. 63% said their minds are made up no matter who the Democratic nominee ends up being. And 61% said they wouldn't change their position no matter what Trump does in the next year. Mm-hmm. That's bad for the Dems. It's Well, it's bad for America. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, 40% I think it's great of the for people are like, I'm a, I'm, I'd at least consider my options. Mm-hmm. But again, see, Duncan, I think you run into the problem of, does, does this guy just cater to his base, or is he the president for everybody? Because we're constantly reminded by the people on the right that he's your president still. Um, Seems to me like he he's the president for everybody. He doesn't seem to want to represent or speak kindly of anyone that doesn't fall in line with him. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I th- I, it, from everything I see, he seems to be uniting people from all the speeches and everything like that. So, like, how, what is like an example of that? How is he uniting people in any way, shape, or form? Like, I just like, I just want like an example. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about just the Republican people of like Tennessee? Right. Because like, are you talking about great. the Yeehaws? Like, the but country boys are stronger than ever. Like, I will say that. But as a whole, it's, 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 it is from what I can say. Again, as somebody who who leans more right than left, that sits in the center, that um, all he does is verbally jar with the left constantly, and 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 it's not that they don't bring it on themselves, Duncan. I and I'm sure that would be your argument, and I, and I'm with you there. But he shows no regard for any social issue. From the middle to the left at all. There's no regard for it at all. Like uh, like it, what? Can shocking. you give an example? Uh, immigration. He's, uh, he's abortion. He think he's great on immigration. He's. <laughs> I think he's great on immigration and very welcome to immigration. Why? He's all about immigration. The thing that like this is an example where mainstream media is sort of misleading people. He's not. He doesn't have a problem with immigration. He has a problem with illegal immigration, and um, he's taken efforts to stop that. Illegal immigration and people who are clearing uh, asylum at the border. Right. Which doesn't Many, have to be done at a port of entry. Can be done anywhere. Political asylum is a whole separate issue, and there's nothing illegal about it. But so again, there. But there's see, there's two issues being clumped into one. If there's people that are just coming into this country, whether it be to work or to commit crime or to steal our, from our welfare system or whatever you think they might be doing, uh, it, 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 I mean, there, there's a whole other group that are there because they're from El Salvador or from Venezuela. Political, and they're yeah, fleeing from I don't, political violence. I don't think that Trump has any problem situation. with political asylum. Um, it just happens that a lot of the people that are claiming asylum aren't legitimate asylum seekers. How do you know that, though? True. Like, that's, yeah, that's well, really not there true. There are a certain set of qualifications that that need to be met for... Well, no, before for, you uh, further, they just change the qualifications. I'm unaware of that. Well, you could look it up. They, they literally. What are what are the uh, the changes? One of the big changes is uh, fleeing uh, a domestic violence <clears throat> situation. They've added longer. that. 
Oh, they've taken they've that taken away. That yeah. yeah, that's no longer. I didn't realize there was, domestic there's a, violence. There's another uh, big one, and I and I, I I wasn't expecting us to get into this. Mm-hmm. I don't remember offhand, but there was another big one that they took away. So that makes, which of course the mm-hmm. left was freaking out about. Right, but that makes sense. Why would domestic violence be a reason you need to leave the country? Because if you have to go back to your situation, who's picking you up at the airport? The right. guy you're running from, and he's probably going to kill you. Yeah, but that's you're sending people to certain death, Duncan. No, unless you're kid it's, Joffrey, to that's say not that the cool. the, the only person person in the country that would be available to pick them up is the abuser or that there's no other place within their own country that they could go. They're, I'm just not going to believe that argument. They don't need to leave the country because of a domestic violence situation. That's not, that's not a qualifier for asylum. I mean, until you've been in like a domestic violence situation, I mean, it's hard to really make that to make that call for somebody. I'm well, just I've, I've been in a, you know, a, a potential domestic violence situation and um, I got a temporary restraining order against the, uh, the person. So, you know, there's ways to handle it that don't require leaving the country. I don't mean to like demean you in any way, but like as... <sighs> I don't think we're talking about like situations like that. I think we're talking about people who are a little bit more defenseless, you know, who don't really have that option. And like in other countries, it's not that easy to just file a restraining order. Yeah, but my point is that right. these other countries aren't the size of a, a block in Brooklyn. There are plenty of places. That it's not necessary to leave the country. I You're not going to convince you. me. <laughs> so where where does this woman go? This penniless woman from San Salvador, and maybe her husband's. Well, I feel connected to a gang. I feel horrible for this penniless person from yeah, San Salvador, but, you know, but how is like, it up what if to, you have like kids? How is that our responsibility? How's that? Well, we have laws, Duncan. I know you love the laws so much, <laughs> where you can declare political asylum, mm-hmm. but no longer for that. domestic violence, right? Well, correct. No right. longer. Which, so I, I just happen to agree with that decision, basically. Well, you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love it. You can't blindly follow that. Have an opinion. No, this is an element of philosophy and, and concept, and I, I back that concept. <laughs> this is an, an, an argument of principle. He's so zen to <laughs> <laughs> really uh-huh. It's very zen. Mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this type of stuff. I have my positions fairly locked down for most of it. All right. <laughs> All right. Back to the CBS poll. Uh, they found most voters that uh, believe that Bernie is going to be the Democratic nominee who will have the best chance to beat Trump. 27% said he would probably win against the incumbent president. 30% said maybe he could win. Uh, 42% say he's a long shot, which was the lowest number among the six Democratic candidates. Uh, By comparison, 26% said Biden would probably win. 29% thought he maybe will win, and 45% call him a long shot. Mm. Bloomberg, they they had us the third best. 20% said probably 32, maybe 48 said he was a long shot. Uh, The the Democrats are in a little bit of trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, yeah. Again, with these polls so close, Duncan, and, and the president uh, obviously uh, getting uh, getting off on multiple technicalities here, mm. uh, as, as we've discussed. Well, I think technicalities would, would have, you know, negated the case itself, but I don't think there was ever any wrongdoing discovered at all, and, you know. In addition to the technicalities, you, again, like I say, you can't you can't measure a fake news 
smear campaign and the effect that it had on people who probably would have voted for Hillary were looking for a reason. Wait, are, are we talking about the smear campaign fake news against Trump that's been going on since 2016? No, there's no fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's there's the thing. Been, listen, Doug, oh, there's tons of fake Doug, news. No, 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 no. Here's what there is. There's been irrational attacks. There's been ridiculous, petty attacks against his wife and his kids. And, and to me, I think they're all off limits except for Ivanka. Because she puts herself in that situation. She's yeah. So does Melania. In and the, Don in the Jr. Sure. He's a big mouth idiot. Uh, and so they're they're in the arena. Even Eric to me, he's out. He's not he doesn't concern me day to day. Him right. pushing his father's campaign, that's great. And his wife, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with them. I don't want to even talk about the little kid. No, I sure. I, say his name. I, yeah, I yeah. say his name. I feel um, you. You get involved in the process. You're, you know, you're opening yourself up to criticism for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first lady, uh, <clears throat> you know, she's interesting. She kind of picks and chooses. But now, so here mm. we go. We're talking about Russian interference. But now it, it's right now what we're seeing uh, from Russia is is uh, a campaign to help Bernie get the nomination, mm -hmm. which leads me to believe one of two things. Russia also has something about Bernie that they feel like they can take him down with, uh, or they really do feel like uh, whatever smear campaign is lined up would definitely swing the election in Trump's favor. I would assume mm -hmm. it would be uh, more propaganda about the socialism that they talk about in Venezuela right. or in communist China, which are obviously totalitarian governments. Mm -hmm. um, Using socialism as a uh, more of a serfdom as opposed to uh, the democratic socialism that any rational human being who understands what Bernie Sanders and Lucas Warren is talking about right. uh, knows what I'm Where's the about. evidence of any Russian interference, though? It's uh, well, again, Duncan, I mean, w without consulting with national intelligence and the intelligence committee of the Senate and the Congress, I, I have to trust so what you just saying. But why would you trust them? These are the same people who said Duncan, that there's the, nuclear the, weapons there's in Iraq. That they've done it in other countries. We know they've done it in Ukraine. We know they've done this it is all the, along the old this Soviet is this, block. This so. is the same intelligence community that, that agreed that, uh, with, about Russian collusion that was debunked in the Mueller report. The same intelligence community Not that said ma weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, babies taken out of incubators now, and left to die that's on the hard floor. To make. If you want to make the weapons of mass destruction, understand that that information came from what is considered a generally generally reliable source in the Czech Republic. They've got the, some of the best intelligence my, in the world. My point they is... They were the ones that passed along the information about weapons of mass destruction. It, it was it was then the Bush administration which took that evidence, maybe without a little more verification, they took them at their word and went around the world spreading that. That's so a that's possibility. That's a possibility. That's I, I think that they, they knew and they intentionally used the false information to uh, push their war that they wanted. But the the point being, these these agencies are designed around secrecy and deception. That's their the purpose. It's their method of operation, their modus operandi. You can't believe anything the intelligence agencies say. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. If, if you honestly think that, you know, what is there, about 50,000 people that work in the Justice Department? If you think that they're all conspiring against you, 
that could be a whole other podcast, Duncan. I'm happy to start it with you. (laughs) Well, that's not not what I'm saying. And some of the other crazy stuff that we discussed. I think most of the people in the intelligence agencies are honest and probably, you know, doing doing what they consider to be good work. But there are certainly political operatives at the top that are the ones that the information is released by, the alleged information. Is that the deep state? Yeah. We're clear. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you, I just want to know where we're going. Do you right. disagree that the deep state exists? I do. So I think why that's nonsensical. If you're talking about, if you're not about a deep state, I'll tell you who the deep state is. It's the, the heads of corporations, and it's the people at the Federal Reserve, Duncan. You and I are very definitely, much in definitely. The people who are wielding the money are the people that are really calling the shots. That, and, and unfortunately for us, those are Donald Trump's friends. Unfortunately <laughs> for us, those were George yeah, Bush's friends. I don't friends. know. Uh-huh. He, he did quite a bit of... Unfortunately for that, those are the Clinton's friends. And that's why, I, I, again, I'm not a big Clinton right. fan. Michael Bloomberg. I don't want anybody that runs in that circle. I don't want anybody that's beholden to that. I like Bernie Sanders just for that reason. I know yeah. they hate Bernie Sanders because Bernie wants to take some of their money away to make the country good, and they hate that idea. Mm-hmm. I got a real problem with that. Duncan, you know full well, we talked earlier today on the phone about the, the federal ID everybody has to get. They want everybody federalized so that they can be tracked. Yeah. Super, you won't be able to go into a federal building up. if you don't have the proper identification. What world are we living in? 1984. And, and you know the, what the cure for 1984 is? What's that? 1776. I love it. Um, <laughs> here in Wethersfield, Connecticut, uh, our town council decided they're going to put cameras in at some of the major intersections. And there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, great idea. Do mm-hmm. it. If you have nothing, if you're not doing anything wrong, you got nothing to hide. Right. So just open up your wallet. I'm, and your I car got nothing and... to hide, so don't bother me. Yeah. I don't want to be surveilled. I don't want to be watched. I don't want my camera photographed by the town or by right. the police. Definitely. Sorry. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement about that. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, that's a lot. We found something. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> we found something. Kumbaya, finally. <laughs> um, regardless of of, of Duncan's. Uh, Thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll go to you on this, okay. Uh, Victoria. Okay. Uh, we know where he stands. There is Russian interference. They are uh, they are trying to. It looks like help Bernie get that nomination. Right. And I don't feel good about that. Me neither, because it's like not about him. It's not about Bernie. It's about Trump. And when I first read it, it like had me a little bit confused. And but now I'm just like I'm like blown away. <laughs> For me, I just don't buy any of it. First, you know, Trump is a Russian agent, and then then uh, Jill Stein is a Russian agent, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian agent. Just anybody that's against the mainstream Democrats like Hillary Clinton is being accused of being a Russian agent. But there's a lot of Republicans that think the same thing of those people that you just mentioned. There's right. Republicans that also believe that. Well, there's a lot of Republicans who are also part of the deep state, you know, like Mitt Romney, for instance. He went there. Here's why I have to laugh at this, and I apologize, and I don't mean any disrespect. No, it's all good. Uh, Again, I I think you and I disagree with what the deep state, or, you know, it's nothing organized. It's an influence campaign. It's a stay behind network, basically. I'm sure we're all sitting in the same parties and drink the finest scotch in the world together as they decide 
you know, what the price of beans is going to be tomorrow and how they're going <laughs> to make a zillion dollars when they do it. I, I get all There's that. Mm-hmm. Let me let me briefly give a description of how I view the deep state. They're, like you said, the Federal Reserve is the, the pinnacle of the deep state. Everything comes from the Federal Reserve down. Real quick, can you just explain, because I don't think a lot of people understand, that the Federal Reserve literally controls the money in the United States, not the United States itself, and it's not... Right. The Federal Reserve has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the United States government other than they're a broker, a dealer uh, of our money. Yes, the, the Federal Reserve is a third-party, non-government, private corporation created in 1913. Um <clears throat> And they issue the money supply for the United States. So interestingly, before that, um, the Treasury issued issued U.S. dollars. Or there had been a couple stints, like Alexander Hamilton created the first bank of the United States. But if you look at um, the top of any given dollar, um, modern Federal Reserve dollar, it says Federal Reserve note on it. Up at the top, and that means that one note is is it's a type of money that's a debt-backed um, money. Basically, a note represents a debt. So the Federal Reserve issues money to the U.S. government to they loan it to the government, and then they demand interest to be paid back. So in order to pay back the interest on the on the the money that the U.S. government has borrowed from the Federal Reserve, they need to borrow more money that the Federal Reserve prints to pay the interest. And then to pay the interest on that, they need to borrow more money to pay the interest on that. So it's just an ever-increasing Ponzi scheme, essentially, uh, designed to slowly devalue the dollar over an extended period of time by inflation, which a lot of people refer to um, increasing the consumer pricing index as inflation. But in, really, in reality, in, inflation is the increase in the monetary base. It's the overall increase of the monetary supply. It used to be known as M3, total monetary supply for the U.S., but they stopped calculating it about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, because it was just getting outrageous, increasing exponentially. Um, sort of how we've seen the, the, the national debt balloon over $10 trillion in the past 10 years, uh, like $14 trillion or something. Since it, I remember it crossing the $9 trillion barrier in like 2008. Uh, when I was writing political slash economic conspiracy theory, hip hop music, and <sighs> rapping about economic numbers, um, we'll have to have that at an upcoming show. <laughs> yeah, right. So that uh, be like the new like yeah. introduction of music? <laughs> is that? By the way, uh, for everybody who listens to this show, uh, the the opening music, uh, which is so brilliant, was created by our own Mr. Duncan McPherson. Oh, thank you. Glad uh, you enjoyed that. But yeah, the Federal Reserve is a private company designed to basically bankrupt the U.S. and uh, over a period of multiple generations devalue the savings of people that have you know earned money and put it in banks. Every time they print a dollar, all of your dollars that you hold becomes a little bit weaker, and the people that print the dollars and get to decide where it goes immediately effectively are stealing from the future and uh, when when that money the new money enters the system weakening all the dollars uh, that are already out there so I'd like to say it's devaluation over three generations the uh, the US dollar has been devalued over 99% since 1913 when the Federal Reserve Act was passed by Woodrow Wilson in exchange for campaign financing from JP Morgan well, see, there you go. I mean, again, that's the deep state. The deep yeah. state are those people who are controlling the money, and those people mm-hmm. are the ones. And, and again, I, I think Steve Mnuchin, uh, the Treasury Secretary, is part of that world. 
Yeah, probably. And I don't, I don't, I don't want the Treasury Secretary to be one of those guys. So, in 1963, right before Jeff JFK got killed, a month beforehand, he issued an executive order number 11110, which authorized the Treasury to start issuing money backed by silver again. And I don't think the banks liked that very much because a few weeks later his head got blown off. And even though the executive order is still, um, you know, on the books, nobody's ever utilized it since then. But if you look at a certain series of dollar bills printed in 1963-64, they'll have a red seal on them. And instead of saying Federal Reserve um, note at the top, they say United States note because they're issued by the Treasury and backed by silver. Um, but since since that executive order, my contention is that the government has essentially been the federal government and at an executive level has essentially been comprised of um, puppets of the banks, and those puppets of the banks, like Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, I don't even look at them as being distinct people, essentially. They're all just puppets for the same banking organization, from my perspective. So, what I like to consider the deep state at a, at a, in a, the executive branch is essentially all of the people, the bureaucracy that's been put in place by these bank puppets over the past few decades that have um, dug in and are it's essentially what like you could describe it as a stay behind network so now that trump is in there there's all these people from the previous administrations who are still you know effectively puppets of the banks and that's you know that's what i consider the deep state what do you think the deep state is victoria or do you not think it exists I'm like honestly like today is like the first day that I ever heard of the deep state and I'm completely keep it real with you. Are you serious? Yes, I literally am sitting here and I'm trying to like educate myself and like form an opinion if I really even think that it's real. Conspiracy theory that there's like a shadow government. Okay. They say it's the Clintons and the Obamas that are doing it. Mm -hmm. They're They're just just puppets though. They're puppets too. Okay. But so then for the for the National Reserve essentially. Federal Federal Reserve, right? What I just said. National Reserve. <laughs> just, just the, yeah, the Federal Reserve. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. king daddy, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Um, again, th- those are the people that are, are, are moving and shaking and deciding the markets uh, and the recessions and the depressions. They, they shake it and they make it rain and they take advantage of those situations. And they've effectively been doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, even okay. before that, um, J.P. Morgan, the only reason that the Federal Reserve Act passed in 1913 was because J.P. Morgan if essentially created a bank panic in 1907. The way that banks operate is that they you deposit your money, they loan it out at interest. So at any given point in time, a bank that's loaning out people's savings at interest doesn't have most of the savings on hand. Mm-hmm. So if if all of a sudden everybody wants to go and withdraw their money, it's impossible because most of it's lent out and uh, at interest. So Mm. in 1907, J.P. Morgan claimed that the Knickerbocker Bank was insolvent. Ever hear of the Knickerbocker Bank? Yes, yes, really? I have. Really? Yes, I actually think so. <laughs> oh, man, I was, I was counting on everybody to say no, and I was going to be like, that's because they were destroyed by the bank run that <laughs> was created I by J.P. Morgan. Heard of that. And uh, so, as a result of the bank panic and the, uh, the panic of 1907, it, the people, the legislators, since J.P. Morgan had predicted it, they thought, oh, well, he should be the one to come up with the new system. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that he was essentially a Rothschild agent 
planted there to create a, a central bank in the U.S. and remove uh, economic autonomy from uh, from do the you U.S. Got, do you have oh. uh, do you have them in the uh, in the deep state? Who? Like the Rothsteins and Rothschilds. Rothschilds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the they're the the all head the banking family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All mm-hmm. of all of the world's central banks effectively were created by the Rothschilds. They they fund socialist revolutions in exchange for implanting their their central banks in the new governments that are created. They fund both sides of wars so that whoever wins are is in debt to the bank. It's 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 there are three forms of conquest. There's there's religious conquest but you can can't convince everybody of everything all the time. So you know, multiple religions will form, atheists will exist. There's military conquest, but you can't keep troop morale up indefinitely so you know the war effort will um, lose its luster and people will you know fail to uh, continue to be motivated for to fight wars but there's the third and most effective and insidious type of conquest which is economic conquest where you manipulate economies from a centrally run bank and 99% of people have no idea that it's even happening or can even comprehend it if it was explained to them. So it's a very effective form of conquest and a very uh, devious and manipulative, uh, just a terrible thing, really. But why do you think Donald Trump would in some way uh, be looking out for you? How do you figure that? Right. like Because I would think uh, in the mm-hmm. state world, that he would be at the parties I'm talking about. I think that from Donald Trump's experience in the free market over the decades, or the quote-unquote free market, which is you know um, a toy of the Federal Reserve and the bureaucracy, uh, basically, I think that he, over time, developed extreme frustration um, with the the system. And um, with all of the nonsense that he had to go through to just to try to operate on a business level. So I think that through his own frustration um, with with the system at hand and witnessing it on a macro scale uh, through his operations, I think that he sort of knows how screwed the little guy is because uh, even it's even tough for you know but he generally screws the little guy yeah that's what Literally. i was just about to say like the little guy is exactly who how do you how do you resolve that duncan right i think that i think, think that you're all lying well i think that he not. i think he just he like you said he he did take advantage of the little guy and throughout his career etc and i think that he um now at the end like towards the end of his life he sees himself in a position to uh, to sort of make a difference and improve circumstances for everybody and that's what i believe i'm gonna get duncan fired up now if i can okay yeah no, i don't no. think i think everyone's thinking to themselves i haven't gotten enough duncan yet today uh that's what i was thinking would it call you a conspiracy theorist as well or is that insulting to you? i like to say conspiracy realist okay wow. so definitely all right uh, <laughs> That's what my business card says. I love it. Uh, we, we ended the show last week. We were talking about abortion. True story. Uh, and and I got to tell you, off air, things continued. Got a little heated in the studio. Um, and so I figured we should definitely do it again. We should definitely yeah, yeah, talk yeah. abortion Send again it. because a couple of, couple of um, longstanding abortion issues failed to advance on the Senate floor this week. Uh, they were introduced by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. 
Uh, although he has previously been against the show vote on measures that he has no uh, chance of passing, McConnell forced all of his colleagues on this bill to vote on abortion, a very divisive issue, mm -hmm. and one Republicans, which I, I think comes to, you know, I, I mentioned on last week's show um, that in addition to Duncan, I have a lot of other friends uh, lately on the right who have been talking a lot about abortion, and now I understand why. I mean, it's going to be an issue in this in this campaign that Republicans are going to be focused on. Are mm -hmm. you ready for that? I mean, like, no, just because I feel like a lot of people who have the biggest opinions on it just act like have no. Where are you getting that information from? And I feel like like a lot of the people like telling women like who who can and who can't have the right to an abortion and what is defined as an abortion, because I feel like that is kind of unclear based on the conversation that we were having before. I don't know. I just feel like why are we trusting these people to make that decision for us? It's disgusting. It should be doctors. It should be doctors who are who are weighing in and testifying to these things. And it's not and, doctors and, who and are. Let me tell you that. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. And Mitch McConnell just went ahead and and made it one, knowing neither vote was going to pass with sixty votes, which is mm, hilarious. Right. That a, a vote on abortion needs sixty, but Supreme Court fifty-one. Well, it was, you know, mm. it doesn't feel good. It was yeah, no, never doctors does. <laughs> in Nazi Germany who th said it was okay to euthanize handicapped people. You're talking so, about doctors under the guise of the Nazi party. Stop that. Right. No. Like, not no, the same is, concept. Is, not, no, it's is, just not the same. Don't conflate doctors with Nazi doctors. No, no, no. My point is you can't allow doctors to make moral decisions on the whether or not to end not a human life. I'm looking for moral. I'm looking for medical and I'm looking for scientific. Exactly. The morality of it is, is I, I hate to say this, it has zero place in the conversation. Mm -hmm. it, it has zero place. It, it, it's, it's been determined that within 24 weeks is okay. It's legal. And that's the way it is. It's arguably unconstitutional. What? I don't know who's, I mean, who's, com who's complaining? Me. The fetuses? <laughs> you, a man who never well, has to carry a child for nine months unwillingly. You'll tell liberals like Victoria <laughs> that they don't need to worry about the rights of transgendered people or gay people, right. the social justice warriors. No, why would I ever say that? Maybe you might. Maybe no, not. no. I the Maybe rights not. of everybody. Maybe I'm not. the foundation of my of my philosophy is preserving the individual philosophy. rights of all people. But not women. Yeah, no, not women. Well, of course women. women. Women as well. Women. No, women would have an equal right to the third party fetus. That doesn't feel very equal to me. <laughs> the third party fetus. The fetus would be a third party from the the woman. It goes man, woman, fetus. So you say each of those three should have a say in the matter, but the fetus can't. So I think the woman gets to speak for the for the fetus. Right. The fetus is a parasite. And doesn't. On, come can on you now. name any other parasites that are the same species as their host? No, but that's how what does that have are. to like exactly? Think, what does that have to do that, with anything? I, mean, I, I, I think my, that it's my, an my unfair characterization is, you know, Victoria, to label a fetus a parasite. Had to call you, to task. you said something, and I looked it up, and you're wrong. Uh, the idea <laughs> of the clump of cells uh, <laughs> that that's effectively not the case after about mm -hmm. eight weeks. So when you get to twenty, uh, you are talking about what is starting to become 
uh, a a it's got arms. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fingers are starting to sprout. That's about where you're getting at that point. Whether that thing could feel pain or not is is irrelevant. highly in dispute and irrelevant. Yes. And irrelevant. I mean, <laughs> if it felt pain for eight seconds during the procedure, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the law, and and I know how much you love the law. And I'm just saying, I love, like, I love you know individual rights. It would per, lots of things were the law in Nazi Germany that were not okay. We're not talking about Nazi no, Germany. But if, no, but no, 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 no. If, if you're gonna say that I believe in the legal. law, it needs to be made. It needs to be made. Um, you know, stated that the law is cannot be equated with morality or with what's right. I have and a wrong. question for you. And well, whoever said that the law has anything to do with morality? Well, my point is that laws that are immoral are not, you know, necessarily legal. What? Like, um, like for instance, uh, in in. Like we're we're talking about Nazi Germany again. Why? All of these things that that were made legal, <laughs> like killing Jews, taking farms, they're all against the natural law and natural rights. Right. So so legislation does not equate to uh, to justice. But see, you're ta- you're talking about uh, a very extreme case, mm-hmm. and, and, and generally speaking, now as part of this this conversation i sent this topic out to you guys is something we'd be discussing um you you tend to take the most extreme case whether it be virginia governor northam's outrageously idiotic statement about abortion up to or right after the moment of birth and i and i i mean again the reason i i put these stats out here for you duncan is is because most abortions happen within the first 20 weeks like they're supposed to. And right. most people don't kill people, but, you know, every once in a while a murder occurs, too. Typically speaking, Duncan, again, not fair, and we could easily go to guns next and put you on the defensive here. So let's not let, let's not equate abortion to murder because it's not. No, no, it, I, wasn't, I wasn't equate. Well, I do consider it murder, but I wasn't not. making the but equation. You can't there. consider it murder because you love the law and you know exactly to define not as murder. That doesn't, that, that, like, well, like I've said, Marbury, Marbury versus Madison, if something is unconstitutional, it's null and void. I disagree. But it's not unconstitutional. There's a large. There's, it's not a constitutional. And until it gets overturned, <laughs> Supreme Court, Duncan, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to apply the McPherson philosophy. I've named it and it's a thing. Hmm. The law is that, so you support it, yes? No, no. And I just I really I don't support all laws. Come on. I call you a cherry picker because again, wherever wherever your philosophy doesn't apply, you just change it. It's not right. That's not true at all. I, my philosophy is 100% consistent. Uh, I believe that Roe v. Wade is not within constitutional law, therefore it's null and void. But and it's not null and void because it, it, it it's the it law ha- of the land. It hasn't mm. been de- deemed that by the Supreme Court yet, but that's that doesn't matter. They're according, never going to rule according on it. To the, according to Marbury if versus no Madison taking up there it's 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 a dead no, issue I, my, my point is marbury versus madison you don't need to they say that even if a law hasn't been deemed unconstitutional yet by the supreme court it's still null and void and you don't need to follow it 
And I I just have a question. <laughs> if you're so, if this is like so like morally wrong and like this is like murder, I just, I really, really want to know how you feel because this is a fact. The abortion rate does not go down if you make abortions illegal. Illegal abortions just skyrocket. It's the same amount. Same if a lady's with, gonna know, have an abortion, I'm else. still going. If a lady's gonna have an abortion, she's going to have it. It doesn't matter if she's gonna co-hang her or throw herself down the stairs. And I'm sorry about it, but that's just it. So are you gonna sit here and say that that woman's life should be in jeopardy because you're gonna take away her right to a legal, safe abortion? My point to you, What's okay. the difference? In order to Hold agree on, to okay, that question, I would have to acknowledge the right to a legal, safe abortion, which I do to not acknowledge. You don't get to acknowledge right to not acknowledge. Yeah. Right? She doesn't get to decide you can't own a gun, Duncan. She can't, she can't, she can't decide that she don't like it, so you don't get to do it. It doesn't work that way. Well, you can't just we have to decide that things are rights. Either things are rights or, or they're not rights. And there's a whole theory of how you determine what constitutes a right. So what does that have to do with anything that I just said? You, you, you mentioned <laughs> the right to a, a safe abortion, which is not a right. So just it making is that a distinction. Right. <laughs> it's not a right. No. You don't have the right to end another person's life. If it's I created person. it, it's then... It's not another person because they're not born. Stop well, if, that. If you it's created it... notion, they're not born. The, you know what an abortion is? Yeah. It's taking a fetus out of the vaginal canal. That's what an abortion is before 40 weeks. Anything that you do before 40 weeks that makes a baby come out, I'm wrong, not 40, I think 37, is an abortion, mm -hmm. okay? It doesn't matter how it happens, who does it. We talked about last time how they send women home in Texas with dead babies inside of them because the doctor yep. doesn't want to lose the license to go to jail. It's right. a sad state yeah. of affairs. But that's, that's just ridiculous, though, because the baby's already dead in but that circumstance. Duncan, regardless, removing the baby is an abortion. Do yeah. you understand that? I understand that, but that's a legal technicality so that's besides that the philosophical point. So you have to understand something that not every fetus, while growing inside its mother at 25, 40, uh, 25, 30 weeks, 32 weeks, any one of those babies can cease to exist, Duncan. It, it, right, it, and most would... of them will not survive on their own. I know there was some baby, I think, recently uh, that survived at like 15 yep. weeks after like a year in the hospital. That's that's an exception to the rule. So nature decides that. That's not, you know, it's not okay for people to decide to terminate the pregnancy. Well, the United States government allows for women to terminate pregnancies up to 24 weeks. Right, and Hitler's government allowed for the, the euthanization of handicapped people just because the, a government authorizes something or allows but it doesn't mean so that it's so i think it's extremely right. extremely disrespectful that you're comparing a fetus under 24 weeks to a handicapped person actually i think it's pretty disgusting really you think that a fetus has the same mental capabilities as a handicapped person i don't think that <laughs> the mental cog the cognitive capacity is a factor either something is a life and has its own genetic code and therefore rights or it doesn't you don't have rights till you're born. It sucks. Well, that's just, I think that's the one. It's the one area I disagree, I disagree with you. On. I, I think when you're I disagree. born, I think once you're born, right? We can start the social security number process. Get you on file. Put the chip in your in your <laughs> in your, in your, in your spine. The uh, We'll name you and we'll send you on your way. We'll give you a whole bunch of shots and we'll see what happens. I just can't Listen, philosophically draw a distinguishment between five minutes before or five minutes after birth. It's still a living. But organism. it doesn't happen five, five minutes, minutes before. before yeah, five minutes right. No, it, 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 you're, you're talking insane. We're talking it about 24 happen. weeks it's, it's legal abortions. Eight percent of all abortions happen within thir the 13th week. 
week of gestation. Right, so 12% so 12% don't. Talking, most of those happen again in that middle period. Right. Where babies die in wombs and then literally have to be aborted out. Mm-hmm. That counts as an abortion. Do you understand that? I do, yeah. It's not like the woman goes in and she's like, I'm seven months pregnant. Take I, this thing out of me. Right. I've decided it, it that this it is not for not me. It does not happen. happen. It does happen. Duncan, where does happen that happen? Eight times, I'd be stunned. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it happens. Duncan, where? Look at the stats. I sent you the stats. You want to talk about facts? Those are well, facts. Here's the thing the stats don't matter because this is a philosophical <laughs> The stats don't matter. Everything, okay. And this is an no, actual issue. No, Everything my, else that you argue. At risk of unattended, my, un- my position, pregnancy are using birth control. Mm-hmm. My position on this is based on philosophy. Abortions use birth control the month they got pregnant. None of that they matters. Unintended pregnancies, Duncan. It's a medical procedure, and the baby was removed within the law. None That's of, all there yeah, is to it. None of that matters to me. Uh, my position on this is entirely philosophical. But it shouldn't be because we're in dealing bullshit. in the factual world. You don't get to decide that a, a eight-week-old fetus has rights. I, I, I apologize. Apologize for that. It's just, it's not the case. You know full well the laws of this country. You don't get to pick which ones you like and you don't like. Doesn't work that way. Sure it does. You, how do you and I how feel about the Let's get into that. We can get into that one all day long. You don't get to pick which ones you like, you like and you don't. It doesn't work that way. Whitey Harrell would disagree. Or maybe you can pick the ones that you like you and you don't like, but you can't person. pick That's which ones not... that you want to enforce. Here's, here's what it comes down to. Individual liberty. This is going to be like a minute, right? Just, just you know. Individual liberty is based on the concept of self-responsibility. And the, the willingness to accept the results of your actions and be responsible for them. So when it comes to sex... The individual liberty position is that you have chosen to undertake this 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 sexual experience, knowing the potential that pregnancy could result. Once that pregnancy does result, it's like opening a Pandora's box. You've created you've created a life, a sentient being that inherently has rights, and due to the fact of individual responsibility and the resulting from the creation of a new individual with a new set of rights there's uh in my position there's no moral or ethical argument to made to justify um the killing of the new life form it's it's pandora's box you just because it happened doesn't mean you it can't it can't be undone by deciding to kill it and if and, and in my opinion that's a crime so what about all the women that don't decide to have sex with these guys it's what about not, rape victims it's, it's, what do you think about that it's not the fetus's fault that they were brought to exist by a so horrible circumstance of a rape is just her tough luck and you know what that fetus is the one that's going to have to deal I'm with the drunk. consequences of the rape no no drunk? i'm saying this is reality no that's not reality Thank god duncan by the by the by the hands of god himself we've come up with a way to remove the pregnancy when we don't want it. Done. And it's legal, so we're going to move on. But thank you for that <laughs> I... absurd, uh, that absurd rant. Oh, man. Uh, no, it's not I'm absurd. I'm going to put Duncan in a good mood now. Uh, are we? And I'm actually going to be agreeing with Duncan a whole lot here. Um, the second U.S. Court of Appeals ruled this week that the Trump administration can withhold millions of dollars in federal law enforcement grants from sanctuary cities and states that do not cooperate with immigration enforcement. 
Seven states and uh, New York City all sued the government after the Justice Department said in 2017 it was going to withhold funds from cities and states that give immigration enforcement officials access to jails or notice when the undocumented uh, migrant is scheduled to be released from that prison. Uh, the decision, of course, conflicts with rulings of three other federal appeals courts and comes amid an ongoing dispute between the Trump administration and the sanctuary cities themselves, uh, which currently restrict cooperation between local law enforcement and federal immigration officials. Uh, it's a win for the Trump administration, uh, although they probably won't put this into effect yet because of uh, multiple nationwide injunctions. Um, I want to be clear that I am heavily in favor of um, <laughs> border security important. I want to be careful what I say here, and I want to think about what I'm saying because uh, there there's elements of this I like. Mm -hmm. One of the things, um, and and this applied to the Obama administration as well. This idea that you're you're the the illegal immigrants you're removing are people who are dangerous, who are criminals, who have committed a crime. Um, a particularly violent crime, and they should immediately be removed and never allowed back into the country. Certainly, um, I, I, you know, there's there's been cases even here in Connecticut. Uh, people who have, are illegal immigrants own businesses, have families that they've started, and communities that they're heavily involved in be deported out of this country. I don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. It sucks, but I mean, you know, they knew the risks. Here's where when he's they, applying the law again. When they yep. come back to his favor. Well, wait, where was I not applying the law? Oh, for abortions? Yeah. yeah well, like I said time. the same thing. You know the risks when you had pregnancy, when you, when you had sex and potentially could get pregnant. You know um, the risks when you came here yeah, illegally. Right. You're, again, you're applying some moral code to sex. But you also no, refuted no, no, no. it when you said that um, it's not the fetus's it's, fault if it's the girl also gets raped. It's the government or anyone's job to worry about what is happening uh, in someone's vagina, it just isn't right. Nope. It's your individual responsibility. Sure, we right. should just we should just not even worry about it. It's a medical procedure. It, it there doesn't need to be all the fanfare. Behind it's, I mean, it. as, it's much not, as, as much as as much as any of your concern. As much as much as any execution can be considered a medical procedure, I guess. No, nobody considers an execution a medical procedure, and you just pulled that out of the air. That's that's again. I mean, taking a tumor out of your body is certainly a tumor has the same DNA code as you do. Correct, and you're killing it. So you're, right. you're that, killing that's, it. That's, right. that's your law. No, so that's your choice. A, ultimately, then removing. Uh, a, a tumor is suicide, thereby illegal. So if you have <laughs> cancer, you should go right to jail. Well, Probably. suicide would be death of the whole self. Well, you're trying to kill it. It's you can, attempted murder. You know, you yep. can, attempted suicide. You can yeah. cut if you want to be like be institutionalized. Mm -hmm. if you want to be transabled. You can cut off your body parts at will. You know, but the fetus is not your body. Or if it, like a doctor like performs a surgery and like something goes wrong, like should they be in jail like for the rest of their lives? Is that murder? It totally depends. <laughs> it's a preposterous notion. It, it's all opinion based, and and I respect I mean, it. When I know you, how you feel I don't. When it. you undergo a surgical operation, you're waiving certain rights to, uh, you know, like when acknowledging that there could be complications and waiving your right to sue. All right, uh, and when you have sex with a girl, you should also acknowledge that there could be complications and that she could have an abortion. Right, yeah. That's, yeah, that's I do law. acknowledge that. It's the law, and we're not talking about that now. We're talking about uh, immigration enforcement and sanctuary cities. I don't cities. know how we got back on how that. How do you feel about sanctuary cities? Are, are you... 
Um, I understand it to a certain degree. Again, mm. no one's harboring dangerous fugitives in their in their cities. Right. Uh, again, these are people who, as we've seen, have a lower crime rate. Uh, who t- generally are trying to stay out of the light. Uh, who who are less likely to break the law, less likely to have speeding and traffic violations again because they don't want to be seen or caught. Right. Who pay taxes. Uh, and are otherwise just regular citizens. They just don't have the papers. Thoughts on sanctuary cities and whether the funding should be stripped if that's what Mr. Trump so chooses. I have conflicted feelings about this just because I do know my neighbors are from Togo, Africa, and they worked really, really hard to be able to like get all their documents to become legal citizens in this country. And um, they had to come, like half of their family came, and then their 14-year-old son came over, and I know that it was a process. So I feel it does kind of, I don't want to say it like discredits them, for putting in all that work and having to wait an extreme amount of time. It's like a big slap in the face. Yes, but then you also think about if these people aren't doing anything wrong, I genuinely, I do believe and I know that this this is true. Those people are some of the hardest working people in this country and a lot of those people, nobody else wants to do their jobs and complains about that, but then complains and tries to kick them out of the country. I'm just, that. that's just where I'm a little bit confused, but I am... You know, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit conflicted because, you know, I can't see both sides. I would, you know, argue that they they did something wrong knowingly when they came here illegally and circumvented all of the natural ways to cross the border. I mean, spending the money to find a coyote or or doing all of this stuff, that's that's in putting effort into a criminal act, um, which shouldn't but be everybody discounted. Everybody came here on the Mayflower um, before we had immigration laws were actually breaking the natural order. So, sure. How do you feel yeah. about that? You know, different times. We have a border established now. Different times now. Different times, like same Again, like people worlds. fleeing poverty and war and drug wars and. Right, they can get in line. You know, it's fine. Come here, come here legally. You do. You start running north, and you get to a giant river, and you're like, ah. Right. Nobody, like, not everybody America? has maybe, those maybe resources. Maybe they should have gone south then, or east or west. No one's going south or east. You know that. And it <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap this up uh, with. Did you have something? Oh, else? Well, no, I, I'm I, good. I want to add something real quickly you to that. Can. Just real quick. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Cut off. Um, I yeah. So just to extrapolate, I'm against sanctuary cities and uh not only do i think funding should be withdrawn i think that officials should be arrested i knew you were gonna go super (laughs) that's reasonable oh there it is he was like i gotta hit him lock him up all right Um, (laughs) just put a bubble around like the entire (laughs) you and michael peddled some ridiculous conspiracy (laughs) theory about the four women on the jury that convicted roger stone she says she did not lie in her jury questionnaire she said it was an honest answer um, Bill Clinton said he did not have sex with that woman. That's understandable. Uh, you're, 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 <laughs> again, you're citing, you're citing of anecdotal evidence in every instance and situation. I'm just saying when somebody is but accused of a crime. Norm, but it's not the norm. <laughs> no. This is a lady who's got oh no skin in the game, Duncan. No. Sure she does. No, what, she doesn't. Why doesn't she have skin in the game? She doesn't. It's Donna Brazil, protege, ran for office in the Democrat Party. She went in there. She was asked a question. I, I, I don't know. Can I be objective? Yes. 
There are three jurors who were in that room who said they saw no evidence or any suggestion that uh, this woman did anything wrong or that she was trying to steer anything uh, in any way against Mr. Stone. So your theory is debunked. Uh, <laughs> Claims but, made by the person being accused of a crime do not debunk my theory. <laughs> your argument is brought to Stone said he didn't do it. No, my, my argument is the evidence shows that he didn't do it. No, the evidence shows, shows that he did do it. Yeah, yeah. He did do it. Well, He's not, not, not yet. Not well, yet. It's been a wonderfully spirited debate. <laughs> Um, I thank you all for listening. Make sure you visit us on Facebook. But Facebook. you didn't even let me comment Aww. on the on the four women. No, I wasn't going to let you. That was just me jamming <laughs> Come on. before we go. Uh, DWS News Podcast. You can also find us for download on all of the podcast platforms. And make sure you check us out at clovercrestmedia.com backslash divided we stand. And as soon as Duncan and I start the conspiracy theory uh, 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 podcast. Conspiracy well, reality. Yeah, I love it, dude. That's Great. For Duncan McPherson and Victoria Lang, That's I'm right. McGuire, Mike Adiosi. We'll catch you next time. Get well soon. Thanks for listening to Divided We Stand. Oh.